0: and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have a very interesting show. We're going to be speaking with an Emmy Award winning writer, Nancy Holson, who most recently drafted a wonderful musical, satirical one, called Me the People. And you can gather from that rather quickly what it might be about, seeing as one of her prior uh, wonderful musical, satirical again, was called The Bush Wars during the G.W. Bush-Cheney era. It's a fact that Nancy has an extraordinary history of writing, of plays, The Nutcracker, which is as a musical. She wrote a book as well, the lyrics, also a musical comedy based on Tchaikovsky. Uh, Nutcracker, Dear Mom, she's a co-writer of and co-producer, a play based on women's letters to their mothers, productions in New York City and Philadelphia, Ludwig Live about Beethoven, a musical comedy featuring Beethoven making his cabaret debut. On it goes. Her, Her credentials are many and her talent is illustrious. So it's a real pleasure to have Nancy joining us today at this particular time in our political, social, and economic history, which uh, is going to go down as well, I feel that her play may be one of the things that helps to characterize this period of time. So Nancy Holson, welcome to A Better World. A pleasure to have you.
1: Thanks, Mitchell. I'm uh, glad to be here.
0: Good. I'm so glad. So tell me, uh, when did the idea and the name, Me the People, begin to tickle you and um, prompt you to sit down at the writing table and begin the process?
1: Well, you know, one thing you didn't mention, and as you were uh, telling everyone how illustrious I was, uh, for 20 years I did a show called The News and Review, which is musical political satire, and, um, and I had done Bush Wars and a bunch of other political satires. But I, I really kind of have moved on to some other projects. And during the whole campaign, I, I was thinking, well, gee, do I need to jump back in? Is there something that really needs to be said? But we were so certain that Hillary was going to win and Trump was going to lose that I thought my two cents wasn't necessarily going to be needed to make critical mass happen. But mm-hmm. as we all know, that's not exactly what happened. So to answer yeah. your question, it was really uh, the day after Election Day when, along with many other Americans, I went into a serious funk um, that it, I started to realize that we have to – we, the resistance, have to resist in any way that we can. And the way that I am able to plug in and try to make changes through musical political satire. So it was really the day after Election Day that the idea came to me, and I pulled together the people who, the team for Bush Wars, and everybody was Mm -hmm. enthusiastic about doing a project in these particular times. So really, it was the day after inauguration, the Women's March, where I started to see all of the energy that was surrounding around the resistance. And That was very inspiring me, and that next day I sat down and started to write Me to People. It was about 153 days ago. And in 153 Mm. days, we have um, pulled together a complete show from nothing to what is playing, what opened first performance last night.
0: Wow, that is rapid. It's a lot faster than he's been able to pass any meaningful legislation. So, yeah, that's. Something this is note. true,
1: although he would, of course, tell us that um, he's passed more legislation than anybody ever. But it's not exactly what the reality is. Um, but, yeah, we, we, uh, we've we done pretty quickly. I mean, it comes from well, the place of said having that been. There were
0: more, he also said there were more people at his inauguration that than at any other time in history as well. It's just the problem is that he was the only one who saw those millions of people, no one else.
1: Yeah, (laughs) they dance in his head, I think. But, um, (laughs) well, yes, one of the biggest problems, of course, is that truth is being redefined. That's a big problem. So uh, we try to, in our satirical way, we try to get at these issues that are, are, are so upsetting to us all right now.
0: Exactly. Truth is being stretched absolutely to the limits wherein it is no longer truth. Facts are no longer facts. We're dealing in, you know, know, as they say, an alternative reality. Yeah. Right.
1: And if we can't agree on
0: facts, we've got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's really an Orwellian spin beyond anything any of us would have imagined, surely.
1: I felt there was a lot of that happening. uh,
0: during the Bush years, actually, but now – Well, that, now, that you know, like I, I had stuff. done
1: this show, Bush Wars, during the Bush years. We kind of look back on that as just weren't those the good old days when all we had to worry about was a cute little group of war criminals. Now, I mean, that's like kid stuff. Now we're dealing with much, much bigger um, it, threats Issues. to our way of life. At least Isn't this is this is my opinion, and this is the opinion of those of us who have put together Me the People, and yes. the audiences who are coming now to see it are, are, are feeling the same kind of despair that we are giving voice to. It becomes a place that people can really um, kind of come together and for 90 minutes uh, feel some sense of release.
0: Yes, yes. I'm so glad. I I can't tell you how pleased I am that you've tackled this subject again, because you provided that same kind of release and relief and catharsis in the traditional ancient Greek sense uh, when you did the Bush Wars. As you said, now that looks like child's play, but at the time it was rather harrowing, but you know, thank God for amnesia, you know.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, it was harrowing, and there were some bad things going on. But, you know, uh, looking back on it, I think we had a president who, uh, he, in his way, he had integrity. Uh, he believed in what he was doing, and he, and he was duped. I mean, at least this is how I choose to look at it in the rearview mirror. Uh, there were yes. obviously some big issues we were dealing with, but now all bets are off. I, I mean, integrity is in very short supply. So the challenge today was to look at this dark, as you say, Orwellian place that we are and to figure out, okay, well, how do we make this funny and still, you know, cleave to what it is we're trying to say? So that was the challenge. And, um, I mean, your viewers can come and see us and see if we've met the challenge, but I'm quite confident that we have. We've got a really funny show. People don't think they can laugh at this stuff. But it's, it's important to laugh really, really
0: important, oh, and I
1: yeah. found a way.
0: Nancy, this is just one of your numerous skill sets is to find the humor <laughs> even in the darker moments. And, you know, I really applaud that's that.
1: America. It's important. Oh. I mean, that's our history. It gets us through a lot.
0: Yeah. That's right. And uh, not to slant it, but it's the way the Jews got through the Holocaust as well, and any number of different very difficult, challenging issues over the course of several thousand years. I think it's in our DNA, quite honestly, as an adaptive Mm -hmm. mechanism, you know.
1: You know, and and we see ourselves now, our society, going down a path where where it could be very severe. So Mm -hmm. not only do we need to laugh in order to take a deep breath, but we also need to find a way to stop this. So I yeah. feel like there are so many of us who are resi- uh, uh, make up a silent resistance. Uh, the Women's March again and all of the protests that have happened since, very hardening. Yeah. But we yeah. need to stay strong and we need to make change. So yeah. laughter, I think it helps us get through this time, but we better make the change.
0: Absolutely. I mean, on that note, I mean, I actually frequently, if not almost nightly, watch Steve Colbert just for yes. a five minutes of a little, uh, you know, Trumpisms, and and uh, to come back to a level of sanity. In fact, I wrote about you in our newsletter that you have a way of. using humor to bring us back to a level of sanity because when we're in the media world spinning around on who knows what orbit of what planet, you know, people can lose their sense of ground because the news cycle is so rapid there's so many lies spun out daily and this is completely deliberate. He knows exactly exactly what he's doing. He uses this as his it's a business strategy is what it is and it's as foolish and transparent to anyone who knows uh, this kind of thing. This whole thing just as an example uh, it's probably too late of course for your musical but this whole thing with and Comey better hope that there aren't tapes Well, anyone who knew anything knows that there were no tapes. He would never have said that. He was just seeking to um, taunt him, you know. Your thoughts? (laughs) Well, so many different points in what you've
1: just said. Um, I'm laughing, ha, 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 not like a big laugh, but um, in in terms of Kobe and the tapes, we have a number in the show trying to – speak to all of I mean all of this corruption and these things he's doing. And the number is sung sure. by President Nixon back from the grave at a piano bar oh. singing oh, that's to, so <laughs> He's <laughs> singing to Donald Trump admiringly about, hey, Watergate was bad. I was a crook. Or well, I'm not a crook, but you you're really a crook. So and then we of course Bill Clinton comes in and plays the saxophone with him. That's the guy who oh. really, who actually was oh.
0: it's oh. ridiculous
1: and fun and dark and Anyway, yes. but,
0: oh my uh, another, god! I can't wait to see this. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it's pretty crazy. It starts <laughs> You're off. you excited off with already.
0: Yeah. The, the
1: founding fathers begin the show, and um, in the Trump in Trump world, Trump has called the founding fathers in to rewrite the Constitution. And like oh. other good people, like H.R. McMaster and General Kelly, they yes. get sucked into the vortex. And they uh, rewrite the Constitution, and we go from we the people to me the people. And that really is, it's kind (laughs) of crazy to watch George Washington and Ben Franklin and et al. (laughs) writing Donald Trump's version of the Constitution and all the laws that he's uh, broken
0: and changed. Some are hysterical. The name (laughs) itself is utterly brilliant. I mean, I... I know, not number one, knowing you, I know this is going to be superb. But just uh, the name <laughs> just says really so much right in the moment, you know go,
1: that was Okay, great. hold,
0: hold on. <laughs> that is, I, I didn't like even want to thing. ask you to reveal parts of it, but I'm thrilled, you know, that you are sharing some of the uh intimate details of the scenes that are inside this this music Oh well,
1: it, I'm, I'm, I'm describing them a little bit to you, but it's it's like seeing them as a riot, like Jared and Ivanka, yeah. our favorite um, first family grifters. Oh. To we've got yeah. them doing a tap number where Jared taps his way into like every situation in the world that you you know he's charged to fix haplessly, um, crazily, and we have Ivanka. Uh, auctioning off to a group of working women all of these um, items that (laughs) she uh, is doing for her own benefit. So it kind of talks about (laughs) in a song and dance way about how they've perverted the whole notion of public service and they're just self-benefiting.
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, perverse, it is, I mean, it's sort of like White House for sale? Isn't there something oh, yeah. in um, retail yeah. called a white sale? Well, hey, that's pretty good, Mitchell. I'll <laughs> see if I can use that. Bad. It's yours. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know, it's kind of funny here, isn't it? And then there's an elephant sale too. Maybe there's a white elephant sale. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just don't get me going. Well, hey, if they had a white elephant, they'd sell it. Not to worry. Really. I mean, if you think about at the beginning, I think they were still uh, – they had just gotten elected right after the, uh, the uh, election. They were on 60 Minutes, and apparently, yeah. what was it, her bracelet that was then um, on sale at Nordstrom's? After that this is the bracelet I wore for $10,000 on 60 minutes. I mean, how much more craft can you get? Totally. Uh, it's it's it is
1: it's unbelievable. We couldn't have we couldn't have written this.
0: But of course. That's right.
1: I, I did. But except <laughs> you did. But yeah. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's just it's beyond imagination.
0: It's but we beyond, have to
1: Exactly. But we have to realize that this is our reality or um if we're all yeah. sucked into alternative facts then it's just gonna suck us up. Yeah. So
0: Exactly. You know, we have exactly.
1: To, we have to be clear headed and not let
0: ourselves be duped. That's correct. You know, it, it gives another level to the uh, the old phrase by the psychologist Abraham Maslow who said if you see the, if uh, the only tool you have is a hammer, you'll tend to see the world as nails. So, the president and of China arrives in the United States to talk about some of the most important, possible, life and nation-threatening matters, and trade, and Ivanka looks at him like, oh. I can get some trademarks passed. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: (laughs) there's a a lot of, um, there's a lot of stuff going on that's just um, (laughs) ethically bankrupt.
0: Correct. Correct. And I'm sure that in the play, (laughs) that is one of the uh, chords that you strike over and again is there? Are there other glimpses you'd like to share with our audience? Sure. You know
1: the thing is, there's just so much material to try to to try to synthesize it all. <clears throat> Excuse exactly. me. In ninety in ninety minutes is really hard, and it changes so quickly. So uh, yeah. I'm like, I can't be far away from my computer because, like, well, new
0: tweet. What can we do here? It's crazy. Yeah, right. crazy.
1: Speaking it's of right. tweets, we mean, have you might have one to make a series of.
0: You might have to do a series of sequels actually. It's not a bad idea. Oh god, idea. I hope
1: not. <laughs> I I yeah. hope that this you know, we we say to the audience um we we're going to be here until um until he's impeached. So we hope we have a short run. I month. was
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I was going to say
1: the next one could yeah, be a procedure by the, the people. Yeah. Better see it soon. Now, I'm afraid this yes. impeachment to see, it's going to take a little while, so um, so you'll have a little chance to see the show.
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, I'm sure. So, uh, just give us another peek or two if you don't mind. It's just so amusing right. and heartening to hear you describe some of these vignettes that are occurring.
1: Well, we have um, a recurring character is the Twitter bird, who is like he shows up throughout the show. Reacting to uh, Donald Trump's latest tweets, first with yes. frustration and then building to anger because they're constant and the poor Twitter bird can't get a good night's sleep. So that's, that's, a kind, of, that's kind of cute and fun. We, yeah. have, um, we do a really great number about uh, Mar-a-Lago, and we're guided uh, through Mar-a-Lago to meet all sorts of people. We meet a Russian spy. We meet Mike Pence. We meet Melania, and um, and they're they're all they, they all have plenty to say.
0: Um, yes.
1: Oh, Melania. we have we have one number where Paul Ryan and the some of his delegation are telling us all about health care, and then Paul Ryan, um, well, <laughs> he diagnoses various people in the audience, and uh, of course nobody's <laughs> covered because. Nobody's going to be covered. Yes,
0: right. Nobody's so, covered. Right. Anyway,
1: those are a few of the scenarios. But oh, that's it's hard to describe great. them. You kind of have to see yeah. them. We have you four have to be fabulous there. Actors. What's that?
0: No, yes. You have to kind of be there and really experience you it yourself directly. Exactly. The, feel the, the energy.
1: The audiences are so with us. It's, it is the coolest thing. I mean, I've been doing this a long time, and audiences are always kind of like um, they enjoy some satirical stuff. But, boy, yes. the people that are attracted to come to see this show are so in need of expressing the things that we're giving them permission to express. And it's, it's kind of wonderful. Yeah. It feels so bonding. Yeah, it's so pretty great. Good. And I was saying the you actors really, we've got a fantastic cast. Four young kids you who one? are we have a great cast. Four a, four wonderful, versatile singer, actor, dancers who play each one of them plays probably twenty different characters. Um they're they're great. We've got a fantastic musical director who, um, James Higgins who wow, he's he's made the music so full and entertaining and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I should also mention Jay Falzone, who directed it. Jay and I have been working together for years. Jay is so brilliant at at really finding comedy everywhere. And the it's hard to believe on the small stage at the Triad what he's done in terms of uh, of being able to have dance. I mean, it's like Fred Astaire <laughs> there, if uh, Fred Astaire were. Donald Trump. It's true. It's
0: not a big stage but, at all, so...
1: Yeah. So, but we've more. got some really great people uh, behind the scenes and
0: on stage, and
1: they just deliver mm-hmm. this beautifully.
0: Mm. God bless. I am so glad. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, on a, uh, a serious note about comedy is that something I actually mentioned earlier, which was the true uh, role of the chorus in Greek tragedy. And that right. was, you know, the ancient Greek word catharsis, or purging. And that chorus played a role in, a. Uh, basically it was the audience's voice on stage expressing their horror at some of the things that were going on, for instance, with Agamemnon and Clytemnestra and others, and Oedipus, etc., etc., they would express the pain and the suffering, and that process was really what theater was about. It was a therapeutic phenomenon, and of course comedy does the same thing in the other direction, and so what I've seen of your work, which has been a number of things now over the years, uh, I feel that you have helped to capture that kind of release that occurs for the audience. And when we're going through a level of hell collectively, as we are as a nation, and brooding over what our real identity is at this point in time, you are really providing a a lever, a release for us to gain back some sense of ourselves, even if it's to say and redefine ourselves as an identity. That's okay, too, but we have to have some touchstone. And what I experienced, you know, before I'm, I'm really referring primarily to the Bush Wars, where we were so knocked off from what was, I know I'm bringing us back now, to the assault on the preventative, preemptive assault on Iraq. It seems so old. You're right. But at the yeah. time... We were appalled, because we knew we had the facts about what was what, and it was simply being uh, bulldozed as though it were not true. It was, uh, some people were saying back then, Nancy, you know, 1984 is a novel, it's not a blueprint, and that same (laughs) phrase is being used Uh,
1: again, (laughs) you know. Well, and and that again, did that sort of does feel like kid stuff now. Um, what what yeah. we're dealing with now is, I mean, that was eight one lie. Now we have lies incorporated into the news <laughs> daily. So yes. you get uh, inured to it, and we can't. We just can't let that. We can't let that regulate,
0: and we can't accept that. Yes. So absolutely. I'm I'm really curious about how you did make the 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 decisions of what material to pick. I mean, let's say it took you this length of time to come up with, you know, to draft the the musical. The news, you know, uh, cycle is so rapid yeah. and so much know, got, like... has gotten thrown off.
1: Well, but what we've you tried to, to give do us some is we've tried to take different subjects and ideas, and, and there are there are ideas that are sort of in the macro that we comment on. For example, um, the the Constitution number that I described before. We're talking about ways that Donald Trump has um, has. Tattered the Constitution There's the emoluments yeah. where they've um, Used They've really become grifters That's, that's sort of a, a Concept There's the concept yeah. of um, What we've done with the environment What we've done with education uh, All of these are subjects that we Tackle in different pieces um, So th- That's pretty much how we did it Was breaking down these different Categories and ideas that we found ways to address.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Immigration. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they go on and on. <clears throat> yes.
0: Yes. Yes. The Supreme Court. Well, I'm... I'm.
1: Excuse me? Oh, the Supreme Court. That's an, another uh, Court, issue yeah. that we tackle. What's going to happen with the Supreme Court in a Trump yes. presidency? Where that takes mm-hmm. us. Yes. Um, Voting rights, gay rights uh, you name it women's rights, health care these are all different I mean, topics that we've addressed, so even though the news cycles are fast and furious um we've kind of and, and we do adjust to things that are happening, but we're, it's core principles we're really addressing, yes. and I know it sounds kind of like you know eating your spinach, but wow it's not it's it's really we we it's really fun,
0: yes. Yes. I mean, it has an element of absurdity that right. is glaring because right. the the unconstitutionality, the immorality is so glaring. It's like glaring. <laughs> to glaring. listen to the Republicans, for instance, defend on television these inane, insane, unethical positions their, you know, commander-in-chief for taking, it makes them look like fools. In fact, I've written to Ryan at this point and McConnell a couple of times and say, you ought to be ashamed of yourself for backing this madness. You have abandoned... The integrity of the Republican Party, which is not one I belong to, by the way. However, nonetheless, we can recognize that it does have its own set of principles and moral moral compass. But now well, it's supposed to it's supposed to exactly yeah. It's, well, good um, good for
1: you, Mitchell. You're you know you're not afraid to get in there and and fight and and make your make make the resistance your resistance with a capital
0: R. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Well, it's true. Um, I, I,
1: that's
0: what you, yeah. 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 I, my my way is uh, to, you know, in a sense, speak truth about just simply speak what I feel is accurate and right uh, for us all. And there, but there's another element, and that is beyond resistance, And this is actually a phenomenon that's occurring, and I'd love to hear what you have to say about it, Nancy, is that people are getting into action, proactive activity that um, goes beyond this bizarre interpretation of reality occurring at the Trump White House or even government at large. The people are just going beyond it. You're right.
1: We have to be proactive. We have to make change. But we are – those of us who are uh – Like-minded We're really uh, We're stuck right now We're kind of checkmated Politically And the way to make change Is political But we don't control Anything We've been gerrymandered Out of The Easy possibility Or the fair possibility Of taking back State And congressional seats Um, It's really tough So What we really need to do Is to just Stay strong And vote we need to vote we i i was so we have a a big number that Hillary Clinton sings about that, but you uh-huh. know, we're not going to necessarily have perfect candidates that we agree with a hundred percent, but there's a stark contrast between the the democratic principles and the way the Republicans are showing their principles now, so especially I would say to young people who um are, could tend to be more idealistic to Bernie voters mm-hmm. who, when Bernie didn't get the nomination, sat on their hands. Well, or voted or threw away their vote by voting for a third party candidate. If, if Jill Stein's votes had been added to Hillary's votes, perhaps it would have made a difference. If Bernie voters, even some half of them, had gone back and, and voted for Hillary, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. So, voting. That's what we. That's the way to make the change.
0: Yes. I'll yes. get off my soapbox well, now. <laughs> Let me help you down. No, no, Thank no, no. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate words. I don't completely agree, but that's another story. It doesn't matter. What matters right now, actually, uh, is that the as of this radio show, the health care bill, how dare they call it a health care bill, but right. nonetheless, it's in the Senate, and thankfully there are two, four extremist uh, Republicans who won't sign it, two of whom won't sign it for what we would, you and I would consider the wrong reason. It doesn't take enough from Medicare. <laughs> I mean, can you believe it? And, but yeah. they will not sign it based on that, at least as of today, but if those Yeah, but I four, think they will.
1: They're showing signs that they are negotiable. They're, they're, I think there's a good chance it's going to pass, and I, at least pass the Senate. I, well, if
0: they say that if it passes the Senate, it's as good as passed, because the... No,
1: not necessarily, the, because then it has to go back to the House of Representatives, and we'll see how bad the bill is. There may be some, some of the few moderate Republicans that are left in the House that will see this as committing political suicide. So we don't really know. We'll see. We'll see.
0: We don't. You're right. We really don't. I've heard. You know, they're just a bunch of. They call them pundits, but they're not pundits. They're they're partialists, is what they really are. The well, you know the so-called nobody experts knows. On they're television. making their best
1: guess, but we're really. Yeah, we're kind of out of everybody's comfort zone.
0: We're like in a new
1: world.
0: My point here is simply that there remain in Senate four candidates, and in fact, we still can petition them. You were talking about voting very articulately just now, and I'm saying we can still vote, i.e. really petition through letter writing, through phone calling, to these four candidates and demand that they not go forward in voting in, in its passage, well, you know.
1: letter writing is really important. Um, it, yeah. Mostly, I yeah. think, to the people it who really are on is. the fence, you know, I don't think writing That's... a letter to Ted Cruz is really going to help very much, frankly, one of the four. No. But um, But I do think that there are certain people that are going to be swings that – have been affected by going to town halls where they're really where the reception has been so angry. Yeah, um, correct. But but ultimately, it is going to be about voting. The yes. the majority. If we are the majority, we have to make our we have to make our voice known through the voting the ballot box
0: mechanism. That's right. I think there's a lot of truth to it. Well to help people be part of the consensus about (laughs) which we are talking here tell us the details about how people can um, get tickets and come and how long will it be running bring us back to Me the People. Me
1: the People it's running five shows a week, Thursday, Friday Saturday, Sunday, uh, two shows on Saturdays I think The way to get tickets is through the website, Com, And um, it's, well, it's going to be running. Hopefully, it's going to be running until he's impeached.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I like that vision. And hopefully, he'll get impeached soon. The only bad thing about him getting impeached soon... Yeah, but... We'd like another run to. We'd like it to last for a long time, but nonetheless, you'll come up with another one, right? Uh, God, up. No, I need some you'll rest. Come up with <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nancy okay. Holson, you're wonderful. I so appreciate <laughs> Thanks, you. Mitchell. And your good work. And thank uh, you. Hope, May, I mean,
1: hope to see everybody sure. at the Triad Theater.
0: Exactly. You'll see me tomorrow night. I look Yay. forward to it. Nancy. Great. Nancy, thank you so much and all of your staff and everyone and wonderful Mark Balin who I know has been by your side
1: day by oh, day yeah. as yeah.
0: this has rolled out.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right.
0: <laughs> I know how Thanks. it is. Beautiful. Thank you again for being on A Better World and I look forward to seeing you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Nancy hulson, and it's true, uh, she has done so much and she's right, she did the uh, news and review political satire, I mean, sort of uh, not unlike the Saturday Night Live uh, <laughs> I like to go back in time, frankly, to uh, the days of Nancy, oh you dirty slut, <laughs> oh that sounds so awful, but um, Jane Curtin and um, Oh, God, you know. I actually used to know him. Um, This is a kind of a... She's a natural at it. She's a pro at it and a natural, which is why she's an Emmy Award winner. And uh, this promises to be a truly wonderful musical yet again, yet with such deep, deep, important sense for our own relief and release as we were talking about and in the true ancient Greek mythic cathartic sense and uh, I look forward to it, I have a bit of an insight into it from uh, knowing her work for so long and Nancy personally, so I I know we're in for a good ride, so please do uh, come Nancy gave you the specifics, we have it posted also on our website at dot. A betterworld.tv uh, remember that we are a 501 C3 a nonprofit. We so appreciate your contributions to help keep us on the air doing our good work and you can visit us and get onto our free newsletter at www. actually I hear we don't have to use that anymore. a better world. net or a betterworld. TV. Very good. Thanks so much for joining, and I look forward to speaking with you all next week.